Let's see if we still got it. Let's see if we still, still got it. <laughs> okay, here we are. Oh, yeah. Try the... What we can do, we can do it live. Live taste. Live. Well, live tasting. Welcome <laughs> to Conversations <laughs> in Comfy Pants. I'm Clara. And I'm Alex. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm sweating though. Well, yeah. I you take this you off. Can, that's fine. I... Um, it's my birthday. It's Claire's birthday again. Alex got me a sweatshirt that says reality TV is my sport, which I love. It was a theme. Too it was hot. To it, wear. Was, it was the theme of the birthday. It was reality, reality TV. TV. We got some witches of We Who wine. Push number one. Mm-hmm. Basic witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I haven't tried it yet, but here we go. Here we go. Live taste. It's great. Could be colder. <laughs> um. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. Yeah. Could, could be colder, could but be cold. you know. Otherwise, good. I got a Hunter Killer mystery box that's below deck themed, which I'm having a hard time not just doing right now. I really <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> and I thought one of my mugs was stolen, and so I told Alex my I was upset, mm-hmm. and she bought me a new one. I did. And I found the other one. Then she found the other one. <laughs> So. And I get a text message as like, you know, I think it was actually as I was like wrapping everything. Perfect. And it's like, look what I found. I'm like, uh, it's already wrapped. <laughs> we're, we're not going back. Uh, yes. Love it. Penny loves it. Well, Penny's gift's coming next time. Well, it's not her birthday yet. I know. Actually, it's today. Happy birthday, <laughs> birthday, Happy birthday Penny. Happy birthday, Penny. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. She's like, I don't know what that means. Birthday? Ooh, what? <laughs> Anything to do with snacks? <laughs> yes, you'll get a special snack. <laughs> so many treats. Okay, well, do you want to talk about Ed Sheeran? Sure, I would love to. Tell me, you went to his concert. I went to his concert uh, last night. So, I don't know how my voice is sounding right now. Am I sounding do you like... you sound great? Because I was singing, I was dancing, I was having... A ball. Good. Um, which was really, it was, it was weird. This was the first concert that I experienced this. And I don't know if you've experienced this. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you have. Um, <laughs> I don't really go to concerts. <laughs> so the concert was at Lumen Field, downtown yeah. North Dakota. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and it's a big football stadium. So... And I've only been to concert. I've been to one concert there before. Uh-huh. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like and two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. And even at other concerts, like this is the first one where like people were sitting hmm. for a lot of the concert. I feel like what were you going to before? Like in the lower bowl area. I think that's fine. We're sitting. I don't know. It just felt weird. Like not hyped up enough? Yeah. I mean, is it... It's, it I, it like might be hard to get hyped to Ed Sheeran. Yeah, you're not like moshing to Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was it was interesting, but I stood. You wore your headphones or your earplugs? I did not this time. Oh. And to be honest, hearing be damned, <laughs> I kind of liked it a little better. Mm. Because I think the ambiance. The ambiance, the 
I couldn't hear myself singing, which was right. a, which was a plus <laughs> right. in the situation. That was your only feedback. That was my only feedback. Um, but yeah, but if I was going to a concert where I didn't know a lot of the songs, songs yeah, I'd probably wear them. Like I probably there's a high likelihood I'm going to wear them when I go see Metallica. Sure, that seems like because right it's thing loud. To do. Yeah. <laughs> This is very loud. That's a standing concert, I think. Yeah, I have a feeling that will be a standing concert and a earplug concert. Yes. I almost said earphone. Um, but yes, we went last night. It was great. He was great. Uh, he brought out Macklemore. Oh! So we got a little two-song hero. hometown hero, Macklemore. That's fun. Um, did they do a do it? They did. Fun. They did, uh, you know, the classic thrift shop. Got to. And then the, you know, like, does the ceiling can't hold us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That one. The uh, radio, the Macklemore radio songs. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Nice. It was love, good. Love some Macklemore. Yeah. He broke, uh, Ed Sheeran broke the, like, single night crowd record oh. at Lumen Field. Like, 82,000 people. Over T-Swift? Over T-Swift. Well, she had two shows. She had two shows, and how her stage was set up, there was a whole, like, sec- couple sections that had mm. to be blocked off because... It was literally right behind the stage. Oh, okay. Um, Couldn't see. But Ed's uh, stage was right in the middle. Uh-huh. And, had, so that... and he had general admission, so it's like, oh. could fill the floor. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Fun. Fun, 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 fun. It was fun. It was great. Uh, and now I just wait till my next concert, which is in October. <gasps> Spooky October. Spooky October. There you go. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. Good. I'm a concert person. Yeah, look at you go. Look, look at, at me you go. getting out and about. Doing things. Doing stuff. And now I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went wine tasting yesterday with my family in mm. Woodenville, and I too am exhausted. <laughs> did did the babies come? Yeah, babies' first wine tasting. <laughs> it was really fun. With they Auntie Clara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did good. They mostly slept the whole time. Oh, good. Which they're, was good. They're young babies. Like they're seven baby months babies. and a month and a half. Yeah, they're baby babies. They're baby babies. They can't walk or anything. Yeah. So that's a nice feature. Nice. Because <laughs> they could just like put them in like a little. In the stroller. In the stroller and yeah. then they don't like run around. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just sit, stay. Sit, stay. That's all they can do. Nice. Don't cry, please. There's people around <laughs> without babies. Actually, there was a shocking amount of people with babies. I've heard a lot of, like, people are going to, like, breweries hmm. and wineries with babies with babies in town. I think it's just our generation. We're like, we don't <laughs> we're care. Like, but we're still going to have fun, though. But I still need wine. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was fun. Um, the boys drove, so it was a little girls day out. Woo! Yeah, it was really fun. But I'm tired. Today. I am tired too. It's hot and it was smoky too. Yeah, that like was my the, throat's kind of sore. That could be why like my throat's a little, a little sore. Uh, stupid smoke. Ugh. Canada. Yeah, we're blaming Canada. Always. What are you doing with your paw? She's just lounging. He's like, what's your birthday? <laughs> you do what you, you do what she you want. She does what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, good. Do we want to talk about Trump's mugshot? Sure do. Because it's very funny to me. And uh, in his uh, booking information of yes. being six foot two, 215 pounds. <coughs> I think he was six four. I think he said, <clears> oh, <throat> it could be. They were like, there was a BuzzFeed article that was showing people who are six four, two fifteen, 215. 
and he's not one of them. No, like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, is... yeah, or Thor, like while he was filming Thor, whichever brother that one is. And I think Muhammad Ali during like one of his yes, he's, fights he's... at Madison Square Garden. He's definitely not. <laughs> I mean, God bless him. I mean, you know. I think he believes it is the problem. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> wouldn't surprise He lives in his own little world. Yeah, somebody made him like a shrunk down version of the the wall measure that you have when you're a kid. Oh, yeah. So like it <laughs> says he's six foot, but really he's like five four. <laughs> I think someone like, I saw this video where someone took like, he was a picture of him holding like a Fiji water bottle. <laughs> yes, okay. And then took like the size of the Fiji water bottle, <laughs> yes. like comparatively to like how tall he is. How tall he is. <laughs> I've seen people do that to men on dating apps. And it was like six cell foot. Like he's, he's I, I would say that's, He's Generous. Like just six, just a little over six foot. Okay. Based on Fiji water math, <laughs> which is right up there with Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's probably measurement. two Danny DeVitos. One and a one and three quarter. One and three quarter Danny DeVito, oh. I think. I, think I don't so know. Too. Find a picture of him standing next to Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> Does it exist? That's I how we'll know. Ever met. They've both know. been around for a long time. You'd think they would have bumped into each other at some yeah. point. Celebrity Apprentice. Maybe. Danny doesn't need it. No. He's been very successful. He's, he's done He's done all right. Yeah. With, uh, it's always sunny. Yeah. And wasn't Among he in MASH, things. too? He was in one of those old-timey shows. Was it Taxi? It could have been Taxi. Yeah, I think it was Taxi. I think it was Taxi. That's a show I haven't thought of in a long time. Like, the, did, you, did you know they're rebooting the show Frasier? With Kelsey Grammer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but I'm very happy about that. Paramount Plus, baby. I loved Frasier. Yeah. But the dad's died. That's going to be sad. I think like the only, there's only like Kelsey Grammer's coming back and then two other characters are coming back. The brother? No. No Niles. Niles? Hmm. But yeah, it's pretty So Brian and I have been singing the Frasier theme song and trying to um, understand what it means because yeah. we can't. It doesn't make sense. Something about salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Which are two things that don't go together. Egg salad? But scrambled eggs? They're not full eggs in egg salad. They're hard-boiled, though. They're hard-boiled. That's and true. And it is still the full egg. You don't scramble You're it. You're right. You got me there. I did. <laughs> don't test me on my egg salad. I know, on your <laughs> recipes. Don't test me. <laughs> um, well, I finished Vanderpump Rules. You finished Vanderpump. I have not. I know. I'm... I've left, it's very hard for me to not text you everything that's going on in it. I tried to leave a few surprises, but sorry about it. No, so, no I'm, <laughs> like, I, like I texted you and told you, I was like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to find out anyway, because I just Google things and yeah. spend too much time on Reddit and uh, oh, go to their Instagrams. That last season was a heck of a one. Ah, uh, you know. Well, that's why I decided to start watching. I know. I was like, what the hell is going on on the Vanderpump? I don't even know what this is. No. Thank God. Thank I'm God the, you started watching it. I'm on the season where they are trying to get Tom Tom up and running. Oh, okay. And 
Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval are just being nuisances to just, Lisa. She's like, get, and it's, get, oh, stop it. It's Go hilarious. stand over there. Hilarious. The, have you seen the store in Vegas when they're like, yeah, go <laughs> back over there. He's like, uh, get away from me. You don't know what you're talking about and you're embarrassing me in front of my friend. And you're drunk. <laughs> and you're clearly drunk at 7 a.m. <laughs> It was, it was, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that was funny. Was her just being like, nope, you're bugging me. They're little mosquitoes to her. (laughs) Get away. (laughs) Schwartzy, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Nope, go away. (laughs) Don't touch me. Don't touch me. (laughs) (sighs) So anyways, I'm watching Alone now again. Oh, you are? Did you start from the beginning? No, I just watched the most recent season. Oh, the one that's on Netflix? Or no. Oh, oh. On the History Channel. Oh, girl. Yeah, I know. I'm very fancy. Mm-hmm. I have my brother's password. Because <laughs> he has real TV. <gasps> Today, I went to get into Netflix on my TV. Mm-hmm. And it said, looks like you're not at home. Are you traveling? I was like, no, it finally happened. Oh, no. I got kicked out of my stolen password Netflix. Oh, no. So that's tough. What are you going to do? Be in a deep state of depression. Are you going to get Netflix? No. Okay. Not for a while. Yeah. There's so many other things. It doesn't there even have the best shows things. sometimes. I feel like I haven't watched anything on there in a while. They have some good docs, though. They do have some good, like, Netflix documentaries. Because um, we just watched a whole bunch of, like, sports ones. Recently. On Netflix. But, yeah, it's, it's not, like... I don't know. Netflix is probably the one that I'd be like, nah, I can probably get rid of you. But I wonder if my roommate has Netflix. She must. Oh, she may be. That's a good idea. Because then she would technically be home. Exactly. Is this her home. home? This is her home. All right. Well, thanks for <laughs> working through that with yeah. me. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Or she can pay for Netflix and have be part of her rent. There you go. <laughs> I'll minus I... your rent by $5. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right, so we're, I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. No, because remember I was, it was my birthday last week and I was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yep, that, there we go. Uh-huh. Um, have we talked, we've talked about it. Um, so remember we did an episode, or I did an episode mm. about uh, Vanessa Guillen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, her, uh, the woman who admitted to helping, um, basically hide the body. Uh-huh. Because the person who probably killed her committed suicide, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Cecily Aguilar, uh, she has been sentenced to 30 years in federal prison. Well, shouldn't have did that. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I, I heard, too, I don't know if it's true or not, but that the documentary, like, helped make that kind of move along. Mm-hmm. I could see that because they did, like, a lot of – documentary was really well done, I think. It's on Netflix, so you can't watch it. Perfect. I'll never see it. <laughs> You'll never see it. <laughs> and uh, Britney Spears and Sam. Oh, I know. Whatever his last name is. I have no idea. I didn't even know his first name. Divorce. Big D. Big D. She seems fine with it. <laughs> she seems cool. With she it. hasn't called me, so. She's not doing 2007 Britney. Yeah. Which is good. She's good. Um,. I have a few more things. I've been keeping notes on my on my Twitter. 
Good, good girl. Do, Your do, ex. Do you have something? No, like not to really. Add? Well, I have. Congratulations, the pumpkin spice latte is out. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and also that BK Lounge waived his rights to a speedy trial. He did. So now we're gonna have to wait a long time to get that. Wait. <sighs> because but he figured out that maybe his alibi of driving around by himself, stupid, with his phone off was dumb and. It's not going to work? Yeah. So he's like, wait, I need more time. Wait a minute. I got to think of a better, I got to think of a better alibi. Um, yes, but circle back to the pumpkin spice latte real quick. Okay. So, <laughs> so I got a pumpkin spice latte the day that came out. Yes, I know. I, yeah, you know, I had to go to blood work and I was like, I'm out and about pumpkin spice latte. Yourself. Would you like to know how much a triple grande, so that is a grande with an extra shot. Yes, it is. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh, no. Cost me. Seven fifty. Eight bucks. It was like seven fifty. Sixty, whatever. <laughs> but That's too much. That's too much. How much is like a vanilla triple grande? I don't know. Latte. <laughs> I don't know either. I have my Starbucks app and when money goes on there, I'm like, sweet, free coffee. <laughs> I've already prepaid for all of these. Free coffee. <laughs> Hashtag girl math. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot. It, yeah, I was like, ugh, I can't. Inflation. I'm just so glad that I don't, like, have to leave my house every day. Yeah. Or else I would be stopping and getting a pumpkin spice latte in the morning. And that's $8. When I can make it at home. Yeah. With my Nespresso. Yep. No, no point. Too many people are getting espresso. Starbucks going under. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. They'll be fine. Just kidding. Um, so maybe this was just my high school. Um, but did you ever hear about Oatsy the Iceman? No. Okay. It was a big thing in my high school for like, some reason. Is this an urban legend? No, this is real. Okay. Tell me. Um, so Oatsy, he was a mummy that was discovered <laughs> in the Italian Alps. Um, but was he fake? No, he's real. Oh, okay. He's just very, very, like, old. Like, the oldest. Oh, not a young mummy? Not a young mummy. <laughs> not, not like a bit. Not, that would just be a dead body. <laughs> yeah, that would just be a mystery solved. So, he lived basically, like, over 5,000 years ago. Which is a pretty long time ago. Yeah. Um... And he was frozen into the ice after he was killed by an arrow to the back. Oh, that'll hurt. His corpse was preserved as a natural mummy until 1991 um, when hikers found him along with some of his clothing and gear. Um, so basically they're trying to figure out, like, who is this Iceman? Cause it's just, just some random dude. Who cares? Basically just some random dude. <laughs> um, but they have dug into his DNA to paint like a better picture of the ancient okay. hunter and they've determined he is a descendant from farmers from present day Turkey. He's long ways from home. I know. Anyway. That's cool. What was his gear that he had on? So like he a stick had a, a um, copper axe. Copper? A long bow. And a bearskin hat. Toasty. Nice and toasty. So yeah, interesting. 
That's kind of fun. Oatsy was like in my high school. Oatsy. Why is this name Oatsy? It should be like Frank Germo. Something Italian. <laughs> Giuseppe. Giuseppe. That's what I was going Giuseppe. for. Giuseppe. And I mixed Germo and Giuseppe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, but that was, it was a big thing. I don't, my history teacher was obsessed with the Iceman. Obsessed. Hmm. To the point where it was like... I really enjoyed the Encino Man. Didn't we all? He was in a block of ice. He surely was. Yeah, he really was. He was, um, wasn't he? And then a New Hampshire couple is suing um, a restaurant, Italy, in Boston. Etal, like E-A-T? E- e- yeah. E-E-T-A-L-Y. Um, because the woman uh, slipped on a piece of prosciutto and <laughs> fractured her ankle. <laughs> rogue prosciutto. Gotta be careful of the rogue prosciutto. We'll get you every time. Also, that's silly. I mean, it's all kind of silly. Maybe she'd broken her back, but her ankle? I don't think prosciutto is like, the, prosciutto is not the Italian banana peel. I don't think it's that slippery. Is that all their cartoons are? <laughs> just just slipping on prosciutto. <laughs> Banana peel. That, it, won't, it won't resonate in Italy. They but won't understand. Get the prosciutto. Make it prosciutto. <laughs> also, watch where you're walking. I mean, Is am that I an the only option? person that like, looks down while they're walking? Or like, will look down, look up, look down, look up, look to the side, look to the left, look behind me? Also, was the floor or am I just stuff? Or like, am I, I feel like it's anxiety. not that slippery. Yeah, I don't know. She slipped on prosciutto. Did she? I don't think. I Prove it. Uh, yeah. Is there cameras there? I don't know. She may have slipped, and there could have been prosciutto nearby. In her hand, and she fooled. Prosciutto! <laughs> threw it. Yeah. And then she's like, that did it. It wasn't my own clumsiness. Yeah, it was the prosciutto. It was the prosciutto. Don't blame cured meats for Another your clumsiness. Another cured based crime. Yeah. Last year was the year of the pastry base. This year, <laughs> cured meat cured crime. Cured meats. <laughs> yeah, because there was that one piece of pepperoni that he was like, this, look, the telescope looked at this. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah, he knows it's a piece of pepperoni. Yeah, it's like I was joking. That's clearly sandwich meat. That's bologna. <laughs> no, no, literally, it's, it's I it's, took it off my charcuterie board. It's bologna. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's it. All right, it's the last day of Sea Base August. It's the final day of Sea Base August. Beow, beow. Beow, beow. Um, what are you doing? I am talking about the Florence whale. A whale in Florence? Or was his name Florence? In Florence. Okay. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Harold Holt. Oh. I don't know know who Florence is either. Um, You go. Okay. Mine's mine's actually pretty short. Okay. Because it kind of just like gets to the point really quickly. And I had to (laughs) add some Harold. All right, so November 9th, 1970, a 45-foot-long whale, which is 9.3 Danny DeVitos. Okay, thank you. Um, washed up on the shore of Florence, Oregon, uh, which is on the central coast of Oregon. It's basically like Florence, West... Oregon. Oh, I know this story, but I thought we were talking about Italy. No, we're talking about Florence, Oregon. Okay, okay, um, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, and Florence is on the coast, but it's like west of Eugene. So, like, down, almost south. Yeah. Halfway down, a little bit further south. Yeah. 
Um, the weight of the carcass was estimated at about eight short tons or 16,000 pounds or 111.8 Danny DeVito's. If you're taking, Why do you know how much he weighs? I googled Danny DeVito weight. <laughs> it guy. gave me a whole bunch of different numbers. So, <laughs> so you guess. Danny, if you're listening, I took the lower of them. You're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> I'm here for you, Mr. DeVito. Um, so in addition to, you know, the stench, because it's a dead whale. Sure, I know. They don't smell pretty. Can I tell you something? Have you seen a dead whale? We used Did to you go... used to play on dead whales? <laughs> we used to go camping, like backpacking down to Third Beach in yeah. Washington. And we would camp on the beach. It was very fun. With dead whales? And then you could like go, uh, during low tide, you could go like around the thing to the next beach. Mm-hmm. And there's three beaches. It's called Third Beach. One of them. Is it the third beach? No, we camped on the third beach. Oh. We went to the other ones. Anyways, one of them had a dead whale washed ashore. So, my dad. <gasps> Paul. Climbs atop the dead whale. Cuts it open. And brings home a vertebrae that's like literally a dinner plate size. That thing stunk for years. <laughs> Like, I'm talking 20 years, this thing stunk. Is it just he wanted it for... It's in our home. It's in our family home. <laughs> it's in our family home. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I know about Ted Wales. So, Paul, if you're listening, um, please put the vertebrae in the will for Clara. <laughs> yes, dibs. <laughs> Clara calls dibs on the vertebrae. Yes, that's what I wanted to bring up, the story, because dibs... <laughs> Dibs on the vertebrae. All right. So well, they didn't do anything about that whale. It's probably still there. Probably. Well, because you can't get to it if it's like, you know. Yeah, that's true. You got to wait for low tide. What do you do? Or they could have taken care of it like they did in Florida. I know. Tell me about it. Uh, so in addition to the stench and the possibility that the body would burst, um, local officials were concerned that people curious about the carcass might climb on it and fall in. A la Paul. Paul Fletcher. Um, <laughs> he didn't fall in. Body would burst? Yes, Clara. Let me explain. <coughs> the phenomena of exploding whales. I'm here for it. Tell me. So, there have been several cases of exploding whale carcasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Several cases. Okay, okay, okay. Um, due to a buildup of gas in the decomposition process. Because sure. there's, you know. Yes. Whales, I feel, are pretty well insulated because they have to, like, they... swim underwater. Like, that's how they're made. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So this would occur. Who you fancy? <laughs> if the whale stranded itself ashore um, and basically was like decomposing, but like on shore, on the inside only, on the inside only, because mm-hmm. the outside was like locked up, locked up with skin, um, locked up with skin. <laughs> um, so there has been one very noticeable case of a spontaneous whale explosion. Okay, and it was in Taiwan in two thousand four. Okay, so the whale. They think it had been struck by a large shipping vessel, damaging its spine, um, and then basically led to him eventually dying. Then it washed up on the shore, mm-hmm. um, or it beached itself on the southwestern coast of Taiwan, and died. Right. It took three large cranes and 50 workers more than 13 hours to shift the whale onto the back of a truck. Okay. 
Then what? <laughs> so the Taiwan News reported that while the whale was being moved, a large crowd of more than 600 locals, um, oh, no. along with vendors selling snacks, <coughs> because everybody needs a snack when you're watching a whale. Well, you know, when I smell death. Snacks. I think of snacks. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> um, uh, braved the cold temperatures and the chilly wind to watch workmen try to haul away the dead whale. Okay. So, this guy named Professor Wang had ordered the whale be moved to a wildlife reservation area after he had been refused permission to perform an necropsy at the National Cheng Kung University in Tainan. I'll just climb on it and cut it open. <laughs> so, the whale was on the back of the truck. Yes. Near the center of Tainan. With I think I'm saying it right. Hundreds of people around. Hundreds of people watching. Vendors. Snacks. snacks drinks. General frivolity. Maybe a whale hat. General frivolity. General frivolity. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. A balloon hat in the shape balloon of a whale. Balloon hat in the shape of a whale. Mm-hmm. They got stuffed animals. Yes. They've got commemorative plates. I'll take three. All of it. Um, well... The whale burst while it was on the back of the truck going through the city. Gross. Um, Oh, gross. The bursting whale splattered blood and whale (laughs) over the surrounding shop fronts. Ew. Everyone engaged in the frivolity now covered in blubber and cars. like confetti at the end of a parade oh the worst confetti whale confetti whale confetti um the explosion however did not cause injuries or prevent researchers from performing necropsy on the animal and what is necropsy it's the um it's an autopsy but for an animal okay Basically, it's how did this dog, how Listen, did this animal die? The whale did its own autopsy. Yeah, it's like, Here's the insides. <laughs> Take a peek. But we're not talking about Taiwan and we're not talking about 2004. We're going back to 1970 and the Florence whale. Yes. Florence and the whale. So this is before. This is before. Okay. So at the time, Oregon beaches were under the jurisdiction of the state's highway division, <laughs> which they're like, all right, we got this whale on the beach. We are very nervous about people. You know, wanting on to it. jump on the whale. What do we do? So they consulted with put the United... Put some tape around it. Put some yellow tape around it. Yeah, put some yellow tape. Maybe duct tape How up that blowhole. How many people are using it like a trampoline? I'd like to know. This is the 70s. That's true. Let's, rem- let's remember. Let's remember where Kids we're at. didn't have toys. They didn't have toys. <laughs> okay. Their toy was a stick. Yeah. And a giant whale that... <laughs> giant dead up. whale. A dead whale that jumped up. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Christmas in November. Um, <laughs> so they consulted with the Navy, and they're like, what do we do with this whale? Like, yeah. We don't know what to do with it. It's a whale. Like, do we push it back in the ocean? What do we do? Let's um, wash it back up. So they decided, let's blow it up with some dynamite. Mm-hmm. To keep it from blowing up. To keep it from, you know, blowing up. <laughs> or, you know... From yeah. people jumping on it, and mm-hmm. when they blow it up with dynamite, the pieces will be so small that scavengers will just, like, you yeah. know, go to town. The crabs will have a heyday. It'll be, it'll be a party at Florence Beach. <laughs> I have no notes. Um, 
So George Thornton, who was the engineer in charge of the operation, told an interviewer that he was not sure how much dynamite would be needed. Why would you? Figure out a calculation. Yeah, why would you do that? That's too much work. Um, Saying he had been chosen to remove the whale because his supervisor had gone hunting. Sure. So he was not even the normal man in charge. No. He's on vacay. (laughs) The normal man in charge is out hunting other animals. (laughs) Um, And a charge of one half ton or short ton or 450 kilograms of dynamite was sele- was selected. 450 tons of dynamite? 450 kilograms. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I didn't do the math. <sighs> I didn't do my DeVito math. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then a military veteran with explosives training who happened to be in the area was like, hey, that's too much dynamite. Too much dynamite? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking it's it wasn't 20, enough. 20 cases of dynamite. Sure. Is kind of what they were looking at. For one one whale. For one whale. That does seem like a lot. Um, he's like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of whale. That's a lot of thought for one whale. You, <laughs> you only need like 20 sticks. No, I don't think that's true either. Of dynamite, which would be about like 3.8 kilograms. Okay. Remember, we're at 450 kilograms of dynamite. Down to three. Down to, you only need about three. Okay, he's the expert. Um... But nobody listened to him. Perfect. <laughs> like, okay, Mr. Explosive. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Um, I've seen Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so they set the big day for November 12th. Can't wait. It was going to be. It's going to be the day. Mm-hmm. So on November 12th, a gaggle of onlookers came to the beach to watch the removal of the whale. Because, you know. What else are you going to do? It's the 70s. It's the 70s. TV's got like two channels. It maximum. There's no reality TV. Probably black and white. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, there's no reality TV. Um, if I had a time machine, I wouldn't use it. No. <laughs> would not. <laughs> so the dynamite was detonated at 3.45 p.m. And the resulting explosion was actually caught by a cameraman yes. for a story reported on by a news reporter of KATU in Portland. In his voiceover, yes. um, the reporter joked that land lubber newsmen became, became land blubber newsmen. Ah, good one. For the blast blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. <laughs> Gosh, it's a mouthful. It's a you mouthful. nailed it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So the explosion caused large pieces of blubber to land near buildings and in the parking lot some distance away from the beach. Only some of the whale was disintegrated. Perfect. So So they needed more dynamite. They needed more dynamite. Um, But most of it remained on the beach for the Oregon Highway Division workers to clear away. Um, In his report, uh, the newscaster also noted that scavenger birds... Who the hope was is right. that they would eat it. No, they it. were scared away from the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go towards the blast normally as a yeah. bird? They were like, I'm good. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem safe. Not fam. Not fam. Um, and this was the funniest part that I had to put in here. So the explosive experts vehicle, the explosive oh, experts no. brand new automobile. Oh, no. That he purchased 
during a promotion that was called Get a Whale of a Deal. Stop it. Was flattened by a chunk of falling blubber. He's like, I told you. It was a whale of a deal. No. It really was a whale of a deal. <laughs> oh, no. Did he have whale insurance? I, is there such a thing? I don't think Maybe so. Um, so Thornton, the, the original guy who was like, nah, we got it. We got the perfect amount of dynamite. Yeah. Um, told the local paper that it went exactly right. Huh? Except. <laughs> except for everything. Except for, um, the blast funneled a hole under the sand. Oh. <laughs> so it got, it went too low. And so when it exploded. It didn't do it, it right. Did do it, it didn't right. disintegrate. It didn't it disintegrate. Chunked. Yeah, it just chunked. Um, ending his story, um, the reporter noted that it might be concluded that should a whale ever be washed ashore <laughs> in Lane County again, those in charge will not only remember what to do, but they'll certainly remember <laughs> what not to do. Oh, I hope so. Um, and then in 1979, it said about 41 whales were beached. Gosh. In, in Oregon? In Oregon. Um, the state park officials um, just, you know, burned them. Yeah. They're like, mm, you know, we're not taking our chances. No, I feel like... We're just going to bury them. <laughs> Have a little bonfire. Have a little bonfire. Um, but, you know... <laughs> Love it. So, with uh, Thornton, the guy, the the man in charge, he was promoted oh, after the incident and served... As the Medford, um, worked in the Medford office until his retirement. Um, Perfect. And he said that the operation had been an overall success and had been converted into a public relations disaster by hostile media. Okay. They didn't decide to put dynamite in a whale. <laughs> also, I've seen that video of like the newscaster. Yeah. And it went horribly wrong. It went terribly wrong. Like, there's no way you can tell me that was what you were yeah. meant to do. And the, the news just got it wrong. Yeah, no, the news was just there filming. <laughs> um, so currently, if you're curious about what they currently do, Oregon State Parks Department policies to bury the whale carcasses where they land. And if the sand is not deep enough, they move them to another beach. Okay. Um, so... In 2006, actually, the, the footage from the 70s had been, um, like, resurfaced in the age of YouTube, like, yeah. had gone on, yeah. on YouTube and everything. And in 2006, um, a study found the video had been viewed over 350 million times across various websites. <laughs> uh-huh. And then in 2020, residents of Florence voted to name a new recreational, yes. explo- a recreational area Exploding Whale Memorial Park. <laughs> In honor of the incident. And it also has a memorial plaque. That's amazing. Uh, For the 50th anniversary of the event, um, KATU pulled the original 16 millimeter footage from the archives and released a remastered edition of the news report in 4K. Yes. Uh, Commemorating the anniversary as well, locals were reported to visit the beach dressed as whales. (laughs) God bless you, Oregon. They're really taking it back. God bless. I love it. And that is the Florence exploding whale. I love it. Well done. Thank you. Okay. It's just so goofy. It's very silly. It's very silly. Just like, take a second to think about it sometimes. Yeah, think. And, and, you know, maybe if someone's an explosive expert. Yeah, listen to that. Yeah, listen to them. 
<clears throat> Always park your car away farther than you think you need to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> beaches and baseball parks. Yes. Park as far away as possible. Mm-hmm. 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 Unless mm-hmm. it's T-ball, then I feel you're pretty, mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident. You yeah. Can, you can park pretty You never close. know. That's true. All right. Harold Holt. Tell me about Harry. <clears throat> okay. You're going to be thinking, Clara. Where's the C? <laughs> but I promise we'll get there. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad you teed that up because I'd probably be like, um, this is not sea based. <laughs> Australia has had, so we're going down to Australia. Australia <laughs> has had only two prime ministers die in office. Joseph Lyon was one. He died in 1939 by a heart attack. And then John Curtin was just five years later. He also died of a heart attack while he was on his way to visit Churchill and Roosevelt. So something about the war must have been stressful because they both croaked. I mean, it is war. So Yeah, it's a world, a world one. Okay, so Australia is unique, however, in the fact that they also just kind of lost one. They lost one? They lost a prime minister. How do you lose a prime minister? Get an air tag on him. The only person in the the whole country should be keeping track of. Yeah, he normally has got people following him. Hmm. All right, so. Tell me more. uh, This is the disappearance of Australia's prime minister, Harold Holt. Okay, so saddle up. I'm going to talk about politics from a different country. We didn't do government month for a reason, (laughs) Clara. I know, I know, I know. Okay, but here we are we'll back go, again. We'll go to Harold's. Hold on, I need more wine. <laughs> okay, Harold was born in 1908 in New South, South Wales, Australia, in a suburb of Sydney. Um, he grew up, went to college. He was popular and talented in school. He won scholarships and he graduated college second in his class. Congrats. At college, he meets uh, Zara Dickens, and they start dating, and they decide to get married after they graduate. Um, she was the daughter of a Melbourne businessman, mm-hmm. a.k.a. she came for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but before they graduated, there was some sort of financial dispute, um, and they called it off. They called off the wedding. So Zara moves to England, and she marries a British soldier there. Um I bring this up because allegedly the financial dispute was that Harold was upset that she made more money than him. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> most of my friends, maybe all my friends actually, who have partners, the girls make more money than the men. And let me tell you, they're fine with it. They all seem very pleased. <laughs> so it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> or, or they just don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, and then, um, so they break up because of the money. And then he gets the hots for his father's business partner's daughter called Lola. Um, Lola. Lola. But guess who else has the hots for Lola? Uh, Frank. Harold's father. Oh. Oh. (laughs) His mom had died, I guess, when he was like 15 or 16, but it's still very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately for Harold, Lola chooses the dad. Oh, well. And they get married, and now he has a stepmom three years younger than him. That he had the hots for. That he had a crush on. So I don't like that. That makes it for awkward Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, in 1927, uh, Holt begins studying law at the University of Melbourne. 
He played on the uh, university's cricket and football teams, and he was active in various student organizations, serving as president of the Law Student Society and the Queen's College Social Club. He won prizes for doing a bunch of stuff. Very uh, congressman things, it seems like. So he gets involved with politics, and then kind of yada, yada, yada. Their parties are different than ours. it's names I've never heard, so mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm going in as little as possible. Mm-hmm. In summary, though, in 1935, he wins the federal um, election seat of Faulkner. And Faulkner is just an electoral division. Okay. So for like that section of people, he's the representative. Mm-hmm. He got a seat. And he's 27 years old, making him the youngest member of parliament. Mazel. Yeah. Good job to him. Good job to him. At this time, Zara, for some reason, comes back to Australia to give birth to her first baby, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Just a random side note. Okay. In, 19, in 1939, Harold joins the United Australian Party, because remember that war? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, oh, no, wait. Forget about the war for a second. Okay. <laughs> he joins the United Gladly. Australia Party. Um they're apparently conservative on the right-leaning side. Okay. Who cares? I was listening to a podcast about this called Bad Apple, and it was like an Aussie and a Kiwi host. So I was just like, wrote down what they like said about Asia. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they said, they said in, though in the 60s, like everything was right-leaning. I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't matter. Mm. Again, the same year um, that he gets, he joins the, Australia party, Zara gives birth to twins. It's just like, seems like it's kind of lining up that these big events and Zara coming back to have babies mm-hmm. kind of lines up. So, um, Harold was doing his thing. He's moving up in parliament, but it got inter- interrupted in 1939 because he had to go to war. So he joins the part-time artillery unit for businessmen Ooh. and professionals. <laughs> They're all named Chad. It just sounds like the uh, worst group of people. It's probably just a <clears throat> bro fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, eventually, though, he enlists in the Australian Imperial Force and becomes a full-time soldier. But that's kind of short-lived because three senior government ministers were killed as a result of the Canberra Air Disaster on August 13th. Camembert? Like the cheese? Could be. Canberra, I I think. Okay. That's not Camembert, but okay. No. (laughs) It's a different word. Nothing to do with cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, what's that? And they really emphasized that it was placed during World War II. Um... But, like, it had nothing to do with World War II. <laughs> it was just, they were being flown to a cabinet meeting and the plane crashed. Oh, okay. So they weren't, like, war heroes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still, R.I.P. to them. Maybe so, um, the current prime minister was Robert Menzies. Menzies! <laughs> He's like, uh, well, we need to probably fill those spots of those three people that just died so let's vote harold was given leave from military to campaign and he won the election with a large majority harold and he was sworn in as minister for labor and national service on october 28th okay uh so remember zara (laughs) she went to england married that man in uniform well now harold is a man in uniform. He mm-hmm. was in the army, and he's uh, got a seat in parliament. So she divorces that other loser and gets back together with Harold. 
<clears throat> and they get married in 1946, just after Wait, the this war. isn't his stepmom, is it? No, no, no. Okay. That's Lola. Lola. Got Zara it. was the one who made more money than him. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that would be so awkward. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Divorce the dad. Yeah. Never mind. I no. changed my mind. You're old now. You're old. You've gotten, you've gotten way too old for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so they get married. In 1966, Harold becomes the leader of the Liberal, liberal Party. Nailed it. Again, based on the... Um, the two people's podcast. <laughs> the capital L liberal party wasn't necessarily like what we consider liberal, I guess. Who cares? Mm. Like I said, it's just confusing. But anyways, now Harold is the prime minister. That's my point. Mm-hmm. He did some good things, um, like in the 1967 referendum. Um, the Australia seems like it's a little behind in some things. Basically, this referendum was the most successful in Australian history. Um, it was a vote to change one of their subsections of their constitution, and this changed the way that the laws were made with regards to indigenous people. Mm. Um, it wasn't perfect, of course, but mm-hmm. essentially it granted Aboriginal people citizenship to their country. I mean, it's a great... It's not great, but it's, <laughs> in the you know. in the sixty seven, I mean, my parents were like eleven. <laughs> Seems like not long and left ago, but um, the so this meant that they um, could vote and had wage equality and access to social security. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, hey, I just feel like people think Australia is this like super cool laid back place, but. They're not perfect either, okay? <laughs> so laid back, they forget to do things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, right? Oh, we should probably do that. Uh, oops. uh, oopsies. My Anyways, bad. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, in 1966, there was actually an assassination attempt on Harold. Oh, no. He was sitting in his office. Um, I assume it's the equivalent of the Oval Office, but I'm not it's, sure. It's a, it's a rectangle. Um, a yes. Pent- a parallelogram. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> which aren't most rooms. <laughs> now you've got me thinking. Because <laughs> squares are ultimately parallelograms, Yeah, right? but parallelograms are like... Do they have to be? I think so. Okay. I yeah. don't know. He's in the parallelogram shapes. office. Um, and a sniper shot and shattered his window. Ew. But ultimately missed. Mm, bad shot. Um... It must be a terrible sniper. I mean, they lost him, like, geographically, so he couldn't have died then. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> we, so we have him. So. Yeah, the whole, I'm like. We know he didn't die. Just remember now the whole point of this is that he's disappeared <laughs> and has something to do with the ocean or water that we're getting to. Yeah, girl. Okay. Okay, there was another similar attempt like that. Sniper on a different political figure also failed. Um and so everyone was like, bro, you should, like, really have some protection. Someone just tried to kill you. Yeah. So he begrudgingly accepted one bodyguard. <laughs> um, he didn't like being, like, unapproachable to the public, he mm. said was his excuse. This is after JFK was assassinated. So we know that, like, people kill political leaders. Yeah. Um, well, Zara, his wife later said that he actually didn't want security because he wanted to be able to keep on his, like, private goings-on. No. A.K.A. he was having a lot of affairs. <laughs> um, Zara and Harold, they had a couple summer homes on the beach um, because, remember, Zara's rich. Yeah. Um, they, so they were actually her houses, but obviously he could go to them. They're married. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, so he loves spearfishing and he was super experienced at like swimming and doing that. It had been his hobby for like 10 years. Um, he would just grab a snorkel and a spear gun and just like, here's dinner. Um, he didn't use a tank or anything. Um, because he thought that was cheating. No, like, well, I have to hold my breath or else that fish didn't really die. La di da. (laughs) So because of his love of spearfishing, um, with a snorkel, he was really good at holding his breath as well. Okay. And said when there were especially boring parliament debates. He'd hold his breath. He could see how long he could hold his breath (laughs) instead of, you know, like paying attention at all. That's so funny. That's great. Um, yeah, for my next boring meeting. How long can I hold my breath? <laughs> he was like a super fish underwater, though. But he wasn't very good at swimming on the surface. He was like, you know, technique. Oh, dog paddle. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't really his thing. Um, so he likes to swim under the water. He was really good at it. His friends and press secretary confronted him about this, and they were like, you're the prime minister. Like, what are you doing? You can't even do the doggy paddle. Like, why are you swimming so yeah. much? You have to stop. Stop swimming. And then he says, quote, look, what are the odds of prime minister being drowned or taken by a shark? Mm. And quote, I've seen Shark Week, and I know for a fact that sharks respect men in power. They do. So. They, if, they, if they're like, oh, you're a prime minister, we'll not eat you, sir. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies, good sir. <laughs> Would you like a bite out of my flipper? <laughs> okay. For the inconvenience. So, December 15th, 1967. Harold wraps up a cabinet meeting. He's probably super bored. Can't hold his breath anymore. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well, this is boring. Let's end this. So the next morning, he takes a military flight to Melbourne to one of his offices. Then he's going to one of his beach houses for the weekend. Um, and Zara stays at their, like, version of the White House, whatever, mm-hmm. Parliament building? No. I don't know. She stays home. <laughs> because she's getting ready for their Christmas party. Oh, yes. Remember, Christmas is, like, basically their July. It's summer. Mm-hmm. So Harold heads to the beach. Um, he sees a few neighbors that invite him over for dinner. He goes there and has some drinks. And then, um... Later, the neighbor admits that drinks was code for they were having an affair together. Mm. Um, even though she was, they did have drinks with her husband also. <laughs> so it's messy, messy, messy. Mm. Then the next day, um, <clears throat> he, he has like a regular, um, like beach house. It's mm. not fancy or anything. He gardens. He did some prime minister stuff um, and plays tennis. And he goes to another neighbor's happy hour. And then he has people over to his house. Um, One of these people is Sarah's son, Nicholas, who I guess Harold had adopted. Um, He was biologically for sure not his son. Mm -hmm. But the twins, on the other hand, like pretty darn much exactly Uh, like Harold. But he adopts him, whether or not he's the biological father. The next morning, Zara calls um, and... Then she heads to the corner store to buy some insect repellent peanuts and the weekend's newspaper. Ooh. All right. At 11.15 a.m., Harold gets to Point Napian, which is the tip of the pen- a peninsula there. Um, he and his friends were going to go see some cir- someone who was circumnavigating Australia. Um, 
And, but like, it was really windy and foggy and they couldn't see the boat. <laughs> so they were like, well, this is boring. Never mind. Never mind. So Harold suggests that they drive to Chevietta Beach hmm. for a swim. Ooh, for a dip. He said he wanted to cool down and he wanted to build up an appetite before they went to lunch. Um, when they got there, the water was pretty rough. Also there, mm-hmm. they could see the currents and the riptide. And Harold was like, this is my happy place. I've been here thousands of times. I know this area. I know this beach. Like, the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a problem. Um, so Harold and one other guy went in. Everyone else, though, was like, no, that's insane. It's too rough. Also, sharks and jellyfish. And yeah. Everything's trying to kill you there. The other guy that went swimming, he stayed really close to shore. And even then, he said he could feel the undertow was really strong. So he got out pretty quickly. Um, but Harold's the prime minister. Water respects him. Yeah. So he swims out further and a little bit further. And it's hard to tell if he's swimming out or getting pulled out to sea oh. by a room tide. Everyone's trying to yell at him to see if he was okay. But he didn't, like, stop and raise his arms or cry for help or mm-hmm. anything. He was just swimming. But then he just kind of slips out of their view, like under the waves. And I think under the waves means like their waves were too big. They couldn't see him far out anymore. Not like he went under and came back up, I believe. So um, someone else that he was with went um, and called the police right away. And then this became the largest search in Australian history. They sent in divers within like 45 minutes, but they tried for a little bit, but it was like just too, the water's too bad. And then they were soon joined by helicopters, police boats, um, police divers, and two Navy diving teams. But I mean, it's rough water for the Navy too, so. The search was difficult. By the end of the day, there were 119 people looking for Harold, and the next day it increased to 340. So by Wednesday, which was two days later, the conditions finally began to improve, but they still found nothing. And they searched for 19 days until it kind of scaled off in January 1968. You haven't seen December 17th. So Harold Holt was never seen again. So what do we think happened? And we have some theories. Ooh. So, Give them to me. What? Give them to me. Okay. First, drowning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess he was taking pain meds for a shoulder injury. Plus, I think being prime minister is probably like stressful and you mm-hmm. don't get a ton of rest. Um, so they're thinking maybe the drugs and lack of, lack of sleep impaired his judgment. Mm-hmm. Um other people think that he went swimming to impress Marjorie, Ooh. who was one of the girls there. Marjorie. Which is like, and Zara thinks that they were having an affair. And it's like, he's the prime minister. You really need to go swim to impress her. Like, Yeah. That's just classic. Just to say you're the prime minister and that, yeah. that should be enough. <laughs> anyway, so he could have just exhausted himself. Maybe he had a heart attack. Um, he could have been hit in the head with driftwood mm. or stung by a jellyfish or attacked by a shark. Slapped so, in the face by a seal. Yes. So those are all under the drowning umbrella. But other than the shark, like, his, where's his body, though? Oh. Like, you know, the shark would eat him, but the jellyfish wouldn't. It would just kill him. Well, maybe. Um, so, I mean, t- things wash ashore typically, right? Like, all the feet and... Or, like, clothes. On the coast. I don't know. It depends on how like the 
currents are. Yeah, I don't know. Because you think of like MH370. That's true. I do think about Amelia that. Earhart. Yeah. Even though she got eaten by crabs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the federal government at the time declined to conduct an inquiry about where and why he disappeared. Hmm. And his family didn't want one either. So this, combined with the lack of body, people are like, uh-oh. No. We've got a conspiracy on our hands. Aliens. <laughs> so first conspiracy theory is that Harold chose to end his own life. Um, the police ruled that out due to his ordinary domestic pattern in the days before his death, which is obviously, that's just not how it works. No, that's just definitely um, not. But I don't think, I guess they If anything, that, that would be then. a clue. He yeah. was acting too normal. <laughs> Uh, I mean, men didn't talk about their feelings, but also, yeah, I don't know. But also there was people there uh, with him, and I don't think people usually have an audience when they're going to do something like that. And it seems like a really unreliable way to do it. Yeah. So, I don't know how he was feeling. It doesn't seem likely to me. The next theory we have is that he faked his death with the, to be with a lover. Ooh. Zara said that he had many mistresses over a long period of time. Though, So even though he wasn't running away with Marjorie, because she was on the beach, it uh, could have been a different side piece. Mm. So some people think that this could be true because of the way um, he just kind of like kept going further and further. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there were and no eventually he was for picked help. up by a boat. Maybe. There was no cries for help. He wasn't panicking or waving his arms. He just kept swimming. Mm-hmm. Plus, we know he could hold his breath for a really long time. Sure can. And he was really good at swimming underwater. So maybe he just swam underwater for a long time to a nearby beach, got in his girlfriend's, I assume it's a red convertible. It always is. Uh, and they drove off into the sunset together. Mm-hmm. But like to where? <laughs> He's the most recognizable person in the country, especially during the search. He's got to be on the news everywhere, right? She had fake mustache and sunglasses. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the uh. fake mustache. Um, so unless they drove like right to a plastic surgeon, or she or had you put a on fake a baseball mustache. hat. Yes, a black one. You know the baseball that's true. hats. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, plus, he seemed really devoted to his kids, and it was like six days before Christmas. So like. Yeah, thanks for scarring us forever. Yeah. And holidays, Dad. <laughs> but I don't know. In similar fashion, the next theory is that some people think he faked his own death for another mistress. China. The country. Oh, I'm like... He, <laughs> they think that he must have been a longtime spy and went to go live the remainder of his days out there. So rather than swimming to a nearby beach to his little woman... He swam down and got picked up by a Chinese submarine. Ooh. I don't think you can get a yeah. submarine underwater. I think it would be very hard. They went up. He jumped in. Then they went down. Mm. To sneak away where he defected to China. Or if he didn't fake his own death, he was drugged. And then he was, when he was unconscious, divers picked him up. swam him to the submarine. Ooh. Um, people were like writing into the newspaper saying that uh, he was being brainwashed for information. But I feel like, is Australia and China, like, do they, are they beefing? I feel like Australia is just kind of vibing. I, I Australia beefs with anybody. I know. They just, just kind of are there. Vibes. Like, no shade to them. All but vibes. 
just vibes. Um, but he was really popular, and he was close friends with, like, several U.S. politicians or political mm. leaders, so maybe they were hoping to get secrets. I don't know. It seems That's a question for our political correspondent who yes. may or may not still listen to the podcast. <laughs> I wondered for him in a while, so. <laughs> um, it feels like it was a really last-minute decision to go swimming, too. Like, and they kind of went to just a different beach than they were originally at, so... Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Just trying to fly by the seat of their pants that much? Seems risky. Mm-hmm. Also, Zara, she said there's no way he could have been a Chinese spy. He didn't even like Chinese food. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. That is it right there. Plus, she clearly knew all about his affairs, so he wasn't good at being sneaky. Mm-hmm. So, then they were like, well, then it's a Vietnamese submarine. <laughs> Probably. Not the Chinese, it's the Vietnamese. I guess he was encouraging the U.S. to like continuously bomb Vietnam. Oh, honestly, I don't really understand why we did that whole thing. I think maybe because we lost, we don't talk about it that much. Mm. No, I don't know. But um, so there again, it's with the time release poison that maybe it like activates in salt water or something. And then he can't wave his arms because he's like. Poisoned somehow. Dharma, they're so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're heavy. are heavy. And then he either drowns or the scuba divers pick her up, pick mm-hmm. him up, um, and take him to his sub. So it's just again, it feels like not—he's not a main character in the Vietnam War. Yeah, like they went to Vietnam too, but it was mostly us. Yeah. <laughs> so pure vibes again. Vibes. Okay, and finally, well, the second to final theory is that we—he was assassinated by the CIA. The C I A S E A I A. I was like, is, did I say C I A wrong? No. Okay, yes. The S E A. It was a pun that just took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was thinking, contrary to what we just talked about with the Vietnam sub, he was thinking about taking Australian troops out of Vietnam. <laughs> so there's this one guy who has an internet page. Apparently, he's an ex Navy diver. And he said that Holt was never at the beach that day. There's other people that he's talked to who were on the beach, and they didn't see Holt. They never saw him. So he thinks he was actually killed the day before. And so this guy says that he was a part of the whole thing, but he was brainwashed by alien technology to forget. And that Marjorie and the other people there were brainwashed to think that they were there. But really, they killed him another time, and he was never at the beach. (gasps) Um, he says that the government isn't looking into this or taking him seriously, um, and that they're trying to keep him quiet. So sure. <laughs> and right. then finally, aliens. obviously, aliens. Aliens. Um, it could have been one of the unidentified submerged objects that Ooh, we talked about. They go about. to the center of the Earth. Yeah. Um, or maybe Harold was an alien the whole time. <gasps> he was just going home. Is ready to go to the center of the earth with other lizard people. Yep. So that's obviously the uh, certainly true option is he's an alien. Yeah. That's it. We figured it out. So you're welcome, Australia. You're welcome, Australia. <laughs> he was an alien. I didn't find him because he never died. All right. HBD. Uh, oh, no. On this day. Not yet. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I was getting really excited. <laughs> okay. Um, HBD's last. Yeah, HBD's last. On this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, August, what? 29. Nine. Nine. Uh, 7.08. Copper coins are minted in Japan for the first time. 
708. After copper axes were uh, made yeah. in Turkey, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, 1786, Shays Rebellion, which was an armed uprising in Springfield and Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. By citizens in opposition to the government's increased efforts to collect taxes on individuals and their businesses. Hmm. Didn't work. <laughs> uh, 1833, Britain's first Factory Act becomes law. To regulate the labor of children and young persons in the mills and factories of the United Kingdom. Boo, put them to work. Put them to work. <laughs> Just kidding. 1986. This one, I was... 1896. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Um, chop suey was <clears throat> invented in New York. Remind me what that is. Is that food? Yeah. It's a Chinese dish. It sounds delicious. But it's not Chinese. It was invented in New York. I mean, was it a Chinese person? No. <laughs> was it Harold Holt? It's a chop suey invented in New York City by the chef of the visiting Chinese ambassador. So he could have been Chinese. It could have been Chinese. But it was invented in New York. That's very funny. It's not Chinese. <laughs> I always think it's funny when it's like, it's not I Chinese it. food. I love it. Uh, eight. 1898, the Goodyear Tire Company is founded. Great year. Great year for tires. <laughs> uh, 1911, Ishii, considered the last Native American to make contact with European Americans, emerges from the wilderness of Northern California. What? Yeah. He's the last one to make contact? Yeah. Aren't there still Native people? Not in the U.S. What? Yeah. <laughs> Read it again. Ishii, considered the last Native American to make contact with European Americans, emerges from the wilderness of northeastern California. Okay. It's like the Amazonian people, but like in the United States. Okay, I don't get it. <laughs> because aren't there still Native American people? There are, but he was the last one that like had never met the OG, the, the uh, European Americans. Okay, okay, okay. Like what we are. We are considered European. Yes, I, I do know that. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, 1954, San Francisco International Airport opens. <gasps> SFO. SFO. Uh, 1957, uh, trash bag of a human, <laughs> Strom Thurman. Uh, Strom isn't a name. It's not a name. You cannot convince me that's a name. Uh, ends his 24-hour filibuster against civil rights. With a name like Thumb. Strom. Strom. Strom Thornbrick. How do you come up with that name? It's like, I'm going to name my baby Strom. <laughs> She's misspelled That's something. a noise. That is a noise. Strom. 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 Her door was really creaky. Yeah. She's like, I'll name him that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, 1997, Netflix is founded by oh. Mark Randolph and Reed Hastings in Scotts Valley, California. What a day for me to lose Netflix. As an online DVD rental company. I don't have it anymore. Apparently I liked it so much I put it in there twice. Ooh. Uh, 2011, uh, The Carter 4, the ninth studio album by Lil Wayne is released. Oh, God bless. God bless. Uh... <laughs> 2012, the USADA claims to have stripped Lance Armstrong of his seven Tour de France titles. I thought the word claims was very interesting there. 
curious. I think they just said they did it, and they're like, okay, we'll prove it. And then a little bit later on, they're like, no, yeah, we really did. Okay. Uh, in 2021, <laughs> Hurricane Ida makes landfall as a Category 4 storm near Port Fourchon, Louisiana, on the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Which, mm-hmm. why I don't have Hurricane Katrina in here on, on this day, I don't know. Girl, I got it. I got you covered. It's Netflix. I double. Yeah, I thought that might be it. It's right after Netflix. Yep. Okay, great. Is that it? That's it. Is that done? That's okay, it. Okay, 19- <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. Are, done. We've, are we done with this? 1958, guitarist George Harrison, at the age of 15, joins the Quarrymen, who later become the Beatles. <laughs> Heard of them? Heard of them. Um, and then in 1966, the Beatles' last public concert before a crowd of 25,000 and 7,000 unsold seats at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California. Ooh. It is there. Anyways, then Netflix. Then 2005, Hurricane Katrina strikes the Gulf Coast and devastates the area, especially New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have. Nice. <laughs> Maybe uh, I repeat. They may. In 29, John mm-hmm. the Baptist yeah. was beheaded. I couldn't figure that one out. I couldn't either. Because Jesus died when he was 33, so shouldn't that be year 33? And then John the Baptist died after him? Or did he die before him? But isn't, like, don't isn't zero, like, when he died? Like start, I don't know. I don't know. I got I, I assumed read. it was his birthday, but I guess I don't I know. Thought, I thought too, but I also, yeah. I also thought I heard it was like. So then he was really old. No, he was like fifty nine. That's a bit old. Not that old. <laughs> um, okay, go. Uh, Charles Napier. Who's what a year? British, uh, eighteen fifty three. Okay. Uh, he's a British soldier, major general of the Bombay Army, who conquered something and became its governor. Dies at 71. Great. Don't really care. What we care about the most. Oh, my gosh. That's glorious. There... Is that man. Those. Look are... at that facial hair. Those are chops. That is a mustache. That is a mane. That goes into his chops. That is a mane, baby. And then he has the nothing. Amish beard to go with it. Yeah. And then nothing on the nothing chin. Nothing on his chin. Nothing on the chin. <laughs> Gotta let it breathe. <laughs> he spills too much. And like the lightly tinted glasses. Oh, and he's got because some eyebrows it's so as well. bright. He's got the brows. There's a lot going on here. He's got kind of uh, he's balding a little bit. So yeah, makes yep, up for yep. it on his face tenfold. That's why I included it. Specimen. You had to. He's a specimen. I saw the picture and I was like, I don't <laughs> know who he is. I don't care what he it did. Doesn't matter. I just. Really want to talk about him and show his picture. I wish him the artist of P. Uh, 1877, Brigham Young, American religious leader of the Jesus Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The take, Utah one. Took over from the... John Smith. That guy. <laughs> no, it's no! not. <laughs> Adam, uh, no. John. Somebody's John... Oh, no. We can never remember this. We've done this so many times. Joseph Smith. Joe. Joseph Smith. Joe Smith. Uh, And if you were yelling at the podcast the name Joseph Smith while we were trying to figure it out, you win a prize. Um, 1931. David Abercrombie. (gasps) Of the Fitch? Of the Fitch. Hmm. Did not live to see his design become... 
That's interesting. My staple wardrobe in high school <laughs> and now, apparently. Uh, 1982, Ingrid Bergman, Swedish actress in Casablanca. Uh, Bergman. Bergman. Oh, Bergman. Oh, not, not Bergman. Um, <laughs> 2007, Richard Jewell, American security guard who was the central figure in the 1996 Centennial Olympic Park bombing <gasps> in Atlanta. In Atlanta? The Atlanta Olympics bombing. They thought he did it. But then it turns out he didn't do it. Do I remember that? I'll do a podcast episode. Okay. It's actually really, it's really, it's a really interesting story. Huh. Uh, 2016, Gene Wilder. Aww. American actor from Blazing Saddles, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Young Frankenstein. My Willy Wonka. Your Willy Wonka. My Willy Wonka too. Uh, Our Willy Wonka. Our Willy Wonka. Uh, in 2021, Ed Asner from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Ed. And Up. He was the grandpa in Up, I think. The old man? I think he was the old man in Up. The cranky old man. Cute. That's it. Okay, you did all mine. Cool. Uh, HBD. Mm -hmm. 1811. Henry Burr. He was a social reformer who founded the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, also known as the ASPCA. It has the world's saddest commercials. Is that? Yes. With the sad looking puppies. Yeah, those are the worst. And the sad kittens. No, somebody get off them. Have birthday in 1915 to Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid <laughs> Bergman <laughs> died on your birthday. She died on her birthday. You know what? That's the way to do it. That is the way, you know. It's don't even. make a whole fuss. <laughs> no, don't have two dates. Just have one. <laughs> if you can get married and have all your kids on your birthday, that'd be great too. Just one day. Just have one day. Just have one day. Get married on the same day. Maybe make it Mother's Day. Make it Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, in 1921, Wendell Scott was an American auto racer, and he was the first African American driver to win a race at NASCAR's premier level. Nice. He won the Jacksonville 200 in 1963. He's the fastest boy. Fastest boy. Uh, 1923, Richard Attenborough. Yes. Of Jurassic Park. Obviously. I got him confused with his brother, David Attenborough. Also a hero. Also a hero. He's the um, the Planet Earth guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought. Because I think, I believe, his brother is a sir. And so I wrote down Sir Richard Attenborough. Oh, and then I, I looked it up and it was not correct. <laughs> <laughs> it was his brother. Sorry, Richard. Both legends, though. I mean, Rich, you did welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, that yeah. is iconic. <laughs> Need nothing else from you. Need nothing else. Uh, 1936, John McCain, American war hero and Republican politician. He was a representative from Arizona from 1983 to 2018 and a presidential candidate in 2008. Is he still alive? No, he died. Great. Um, <laughs> he died. I, I remember he had 20, cancer or something. I think he died in 2018. Oh, okay. Um, if I remember correctly. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Happy birthday to one of Brian's favorite actors, oh. Elliot Gould. Who's that? He's in Mash. He's oh. in a whole bunch of things. I recognize his and name. Every for single sure. time we watch anything that has it, Brian goes, "It's Elliot Gould." <laughs> really likes Elliot Gould for some reason. Great. Uh, 1950, Dave Reichert, American politician and sheriff, also cracked the Green River case in Washington State. In Washington State. Uh. And he's I running believe, for governor this year. Yes, I believe he's a 
um, what would you call it? When you, not everybody can agree if he's good or bad. Controversial mm -hmm. political figure. <laughs> yes. Uh, 1953. Happy birthday to Speedy Gonzalez. Always. The fastest mouse He's in all of Mexico. He's the um, He first debuted in Cattails for two. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's DuckTales. Close. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> meow, meow. Uh, 1958, Michael Jackson. Uh, he, he. I need, I need no more. You, you know who he is. Oh, yeah. Great uh, musician. Shady guy. Yeah. <laughs> Great singer. Uh, did some bad things. Yeah. Uh, 1966, Dan Truman, an American singer from one of my favorite bands from when I was younger, Diamond Rio. I don't think I've ever heard of such a Country band. band from the 90s. Okay. I was very into country in the 90s. Yeah. As a youngin. As a young country gal young yourself? Country gal myself <laughs> living in the burbs. <laughs> Normandy Mark. Uh, 1981, Brian Chesky. An American internet entrepreneur and the CEO of Airbnb. Love Airbnb, although your fees are kind of crazy. I, I've heard like Airbnb is not doing well. No, it's because their cleaning fees are like more expensive than the nightly fee. And people are like, so I'd people are like, oh, go to a hotel. Yeah, I would rather stay cheaper. in a hotel personally. They both have pros and cons. I can tell you all about it later. Oh, please do. <laughs> Uh, in 1986, Leah Michelle from Glee. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote that because I just have American actress and singer born in the Bronx. <laughs> I didn't write her name down. <laughs> it's Leah Michelle. <laughs> okay, great. Um, 1981, Emily Hampshire, who's Stevie and Schitt's Creek. Stevie. Yes, 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 yes. And then 1989, Charlotte Ritchie. Who, Charlotte in the Ritchie. last season of You, she's like the main girl. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I didn't know her name. I didn't either. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's to, it. Happy birthday to all. Happy birthday to everybody born in August. <laughs> happy unbirthday and happy, to everyone else. Happy birthday month to Clara. Oh, to you. Because it's her birthday month. And uh, we'll see you or talk to you uh, sometime. Sometime don't September know when. is going to be another uh, it's gonna Bare be Bones Month, we'll call it. It's going to be Dutch and Go. Mama's going to be a far away. Uh, I will also be out for some of September, which I haven't really told you yet. We so should surprise. definitely talk about We this. should talk about this from the mic, though. So you might not see us in maybe, September. You maybe, might, maybe not. You might see us back in October. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a We'll surprise you. So we'll surprise ourselves. Yeah, we will. Spooky October. Spooky. <laughs> okay, love you, right, mean love it. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.